people and uh, helping to transform them. We are licensed to keep children from 2 to 18 years old. And most of our children are privately placed by families and churches. We don't want to take a lot of kids uh, from the state. And I know you probably are familiar with the, the downside of getting too involved with government. Uh, so we try to keep it at a, to a minimum of about 25% or less, usually less, of our student body are CPS, uh, you know, state-placed kids. Um, so that helps us to maintain control of what we do on the campus better, especially when it comes to religious activities, and we want to be able to continue to do that. As far as our income at Cherokee Home, in 2017, approximately 46% of our income came from churches of Christ, just like yourself. About 42% from individuals and about 6% from our investments, we have, you know, our surplus funds, our rainy day funds that, that uh, work for us in the bank and in investment accounts. And then we have businesses that contribute. We do not have our own businesses. Don't misunderstand that. But, of course, we have businesses that uh, contribute uh, usually annually or for special events and special occasions uh, to help us there at the home, and that is very important as well. So approximately 7% or usually less comes from the government. Again, the reasons uh, as stated. Cherokee Home began as the Brotherhood's first home for Spanish-speaking children. Way back 60 years ago, we celebrated our 60th uh, year anniversary this past May. And so uh, this past May 5th at our Cherokee Day, we, we uh, uh, let people know about that, broadcasted that. And so in 1958, uh, Cherokee Home began with Spanish kids, Hispanic kids. And then uh, I can remember, you know, Cherokee is just a little ways from San Saba. I can remember as a child attending the church in San Saba, Texas. And they have a whole wing that they had built and dedicated for the Cherokee home kids and staff way back then. I can remember them being there. So here's a picture, though, from the Christian Chronicle in 1960 that was taken and, and saved. And uh, the second cottage built there at Cherokee home being dedicated at that time. Since then, though... Uh, the home has been, as we're rather since 1973, the home has been under the oversight of the elders of the Austin Avenue Church in Brownwood, Texas. A fairly large congregation, a very, very mission-minded church. Uh, our board of directors are all members there at the Austin Avenue Church, and they are under the oversight of the elders of the Austin Avenue Church. So that's a thing that we are um, proud to say. And we know that that is very important to a lot of people. Most people in, in the church uh, would like to see something like that and to know that uh, of our connections to the church, our direction 
from the church and that our staff are all recommended faithful members of the Church of Christ as well. So we have children of varied ethnic and racial backgrounds, as you would expect nowadays. And we are committed, as I said, to be a ministry, to serve as a ministry tool for the churches of Christ to primarily assist families in crisis. Some people might have the mistaken idea that Cherokee Home is an orphanage. We are not, strictly speaking. We are uh, a ministry to families in crisis, although we may have some kids that are orphans occasionally. But by and far, the largest number of kids always are kids that are just coming from uh, crisis situations. Uh, maybe a, the parents uh, are no longer able to care for these kids for whatever reasons. Or maybe one or more of the parents are incarcerated. Or one or more of the parents are in drug rehab. Or um, maybe the kids have been living with uh, a grandparent for many years already, and now those grandparents are just unable to care for them. And so that's where we step in to, uh, to take over, so to speak, and uh, minister and take care of these, of these kids. If you haven't been to our campus, we certainly want you to come down and visit with us and see our beautiful campus, 50-plus acres there on the edge of the hill country, and um, um, see what we have, a quick tour of our facility here on slides, though, might have to do for some of you. Here's the admin building. We have a great library and staff meeting room that our staff regularly use uh, in the mornings for their devotional and orientation for the day. We have a pretty good-sized gym with an upper room. The gym, of course, is multi-purpose. We have ladies' gatherings there on an annual basis or did in recent years, probably will uh, revive that activity. But uh, having that for the kids to play in is very important and for groups to come and assemble with us is also very important. This summer we'll have several youth groups from churches that will visit and uh, normally the gym would be the place where we would uh, eat with them at times and, and have games and so forth. The upper room, as we call it there, is another area where we can gather for smaller group devotionals and activities, um, and just we have a, a little refreshment bar there where we can serve coffee or, or uh, fruit drinks or, or whatever, Cokes and so forth. So it's a very important part of our activities. The recreation center, very, very nice. If you would go there, you would see a carpeted recreation area with pool tables, table tennis, and very nice uh, games, a very nice setup there for us with another little kitchen area as well. And off to the side, a weight room with lots of uh, weight equipment. And then even our own theater, a little theater where we have real uh, theater seats set up to watch Movies. If the families want to come with their kids and, and watch a movie, uh, it's set up very nicely for that. The nearest movie theater, I believe, is Marble Falls, and that's about an hour's drive. And so it's nice to have that for our house parents to take advantage of. We have the pens for our stock show animals there. The kids learn a lot by raising 
farm animals, particularly hogs, that they can show at the local livestock show uh, there in San Saba and reap the rewards of uh, their hard work and learning responsibility and so forth through raising their their ki- their uh, pigs. They're raising their kids. <laughs> we'll raise the kids and let them raise the hogs. Our food pantry and our storm shelter, um, of course, very important. Uh, and every May 5th, you've heard of Cherokee Day. You've probably helped with that a number of times. And so... You're helping us stock our food pantry. The pavilion for our special gatherings, again, like Cherokee Day, uh, we serve four to 500 people. First Saturday in every May, people gather to bring their groceries and cash and uh, eat our barbecue chicken, uh, uh, brisket, and sausage. And uh, so it's a great event there and very important for us and for those who are supporters of Cherokee Home. The playground, with a very nice tennis court, swings, and all of the standard equipment you would expect at a playground. And then our sojourner camp. We call it Camp Sojourn. Uh, Every year we have two weeks dedicated to a visit by the sojourners, and I'm sure you are familiar with, with them, and maybe some of you are part of the sojourners organization. But they spend two weeks with us every year and perform uh, a wonderful service to our ministry there by helping us with repairs and building things and um, uh, even connecting with the kids uh, on a very, very important uh, level as, as grandparents, so to speak. So we really appreciate having this camp where they can come, park their RVs, and spend time with us there at the home. If you've been to Cherokee Home, you're aware of these buildings, our old cottages. I'll refer to them now, three of the six pictured here. Um, In the past, we had three cottages dedicated to girls and three cottages dedicated to boys. One of those cottages in each group is dedicated to relief work. Now, my wife and I had the privilege of serving as relief parents Relief House parents back in 2014 and 15. And so we are familiar with the work on that level as well at Cherokee Home. And uh, we found out after about a year and a half that uh, that's a job better suited for someone a little bit younger (laughs) with a little more energy. But, uh, no, it's a very, very stressful work. And actually there are house parents that are our age Still, and some that are even older than we are. Uh, but we just did not manage to stick with it. We found out it just wasn't our cup of tea, although we have both worked with young people for many, many years. But it's an extremely stressful work. I'm sure you've heard people talk about it. And so um, we. We raised two daughters, and we thought, well, our daughters turned out pretty good, so we said, well, we'll take daughters. Uh, we'll take girls for relief work when we had this job offer. And uh, we just found out that those girls were not like ours. <laughs> and so, um, but, you know, we don't regret doing that because we learned so much about the child care industry, about 
working with uh, young people like this and just how dedicated uh, these house parents are that are able to stick with this work. We really appreciate uh, those people. And so, um, you know, doing relief work was very important, is very, very vital uh, to this kind of work. And we found out it's not, it's not relief for the kids. It's relief for the house parents. Sometimes the kids would make the mistake of thinking that, oh, we're going to go on relief this week. And thinking that they could be more relaxed and the rules would be more relaxed. But we had to correct that notion very quickly. And uh, Josie and I are even more strict than some of the other house parents. And uh, so they found out quickly that they were not on relief. Um, so speaking of that situation, I'll back up a minute and talk about what was called the Stability First Campaign. And you may have heard about this a few years ago. It began in 2014. And you know that these kids are moved from place to place and family to family, school to school, before they ever come to Cherokee home in most cases. They're coming from very unstable situations. And as they go through this, these cycles of changing from one place to another and so forth, uh, they don't learn. It's not conducive to learning commitment, as you can imagine. Because they never know when the situation is going to change. So why commit? Why commit to a relationship when you know that this house parent may not be here next, next month, next year? Or the kids that I'm with may not be here next month or next year. Because kids move in and out of these situations. And house parents sometimes move in and out. And so... It can be a very, very unsettling thing for kids. And they develop this do-over mentality, which in their mind, they're just saying, well, if this relationship doesn't work, no big deal. I can start over. If this situation with my teacher doesn't work, uh, I'll be able to start over again. No problem. And so it's just a do-over mentality. The moving, the changes, the breakups. The rejections all add up to unstable family situations that breed crime, broken homes, suicide, and so forth. So it's not good. So before 2015, all kids had to pack up and be moved to a relief cottage one week each month. So Josie and I were relief for girls. We were cottage number two, so to speak. So house parents in one and three are full-time. So whenever house parents in cottage number one needed their week off, and by the way, the schedule was for a house parent to work three weeks on, that's 24-7, three weeks on, one week off. And believe me, you need the one week off, okay? When they take their week off, then the kids would move over to the relief cottage number two and be with the relief house parents. Well, uh, then after a week, they moved back. And then we would receive another set of kids from cottage number three so that cottage number three could take their time off. So every month you have this cycle of packing up your bags and you can't go back. If you leave something 
you can't go back. They lock the doors and they leave, the parents leave, and the doors are locked. So the kids have to make sure they bring everything they need for that week for school and whatever over to the relief cottage. And you can probably imagine how stressful that would be for the kids especially. And it's also stressful for the house parents. And those kids would start acting out when they know that relief is coming the next day or that night or whatever. You can see it. You can predict behavior whenever that time is coming because it's so unsettling for them. But that being said, that um, paradigm, that particular model is still one of the best in the child care industry, believe it or not. Well, we wanted to do something about that. So Cherokee Home has completed, and we, we thank folks like you all for that, and of course God for directing all of it, two beautiful cottages. The second one just recently completed to replace the old cottages. So you see the diagram, the floor plan here, and uh, you see there that it's spread out so that on either end you have a residence for the full-time house parents. And then these middle wings, let me see if I can point to that. Yeah, I don't know. Here we go. The kids would be here and here. The house parents have their quarters here and here. And then the relief right here in the middle. So what happens is nobody has to leave as far as the kids are concerned, that is. The house parents, when they take their time off, they just lock their doors and leave. The kids still have access to the common areas there in the middle, and the relief house parents take over supervising them. So the only change is just to see a, a, different, a new set of house parents, but the kids don't have to pack up and move and go to all that trouble of moving to another house and another bedroom and all that trouble. So it has made a big difference to our kids. The boys had, were able to move into their cottage uh, back in 2015. And so they were able now to say, this is my bed, really, all the time. This is where I watch TV and so forth all the time. And it's very important to a child who's come to us with all of their possessions in what you and I would put our trash in, perhaps, or coming to us with nothing at all. And just recently, as I mentioned, well, that's a, a, a good picture then again of the boys' cottage in the inside kitchen area. It's working. You ask Robert Baugh, our family minister, <clears throat> about it, and he'll tell you that he has noted less discipline problems, higher grades, happier kids, and even more baptisms since these kids have moved into the new cottage situation. So more stability leads to adults who will stay married, keep their jobs, you know, keep those commitments because they know that when you say, I'm going to do this, then you'll be able to do it. There'll be opportunity to keep that relationship. There'll be opportunity because you're going to be with that teacher on the long 
haul or be in that place for the long haul. So they can stay longer. They can raise their children to adulthood as a result, most likely. And what about the girls? As I mentioned, we finished a cottage for them as well. This last May 5th, I don't know if any of you were there, but we had the dedication to our, uh, for our new cottage uh, for the girls. That's Sean Hull, our director there, speaking to donors and friends there of the new uh, girls' cottage. We call it the Liberty Cottage. Um, And a picture of one of the girls who got to cut the ribbon. We'll talk more about her in just a moment. So a nice picture of the girls while the cottage was going up. They got to write scriptures on the wall studs before the sheetrock went up. So they know that someday, somebody, years from now, might find some scriptures that were written by some girls 20, 50, 60, who knows, years before uh, in honor of the Lord and the dedication of that cottage as it went up. So it's all about stability because our mission is to provide children safe and nurturing Christian homes uh, for these families who are in crisis. Are you making a difference? Yes. Uh, little things like this show that you are making a difference. Look at this note one girl wrote. I love you. You are a great mommy even if you didn't birth me. I know you love me like your own. And that's what family is about. Happy Mother's Day. I love you so much. Our services are all free. Thanks to folks like you all, as I mentioned earlier. But when we talk about services, that's good and great and needed. And these kids receive a lot of nice things and have a lot of privileges there at the home. Um, But what is it they really want? One person asked a kid one time or noted to the child that you have so many nice things here. And we do. We have some really nice facilities, as you've seen. And sometimes kids are even spoiled. They get a lot of Christmas gifts. They get gifts on their birthdays. They get to go places, as I mentioned, that other kids don't get sometimes. And so this lady remarked to one of them, I'll bet this is a great place to be because you kids have a lot of advantages here. But it was a boy, excuse me, replied, that's true, but any one of us would give it all up just for a real home, Um, you know, a mom and a dad. And so I have here pictured some of our staff, Tommy and Casey Morrison. Casey is our executive assistant there in the office, and Tommy is the campus director. He keeps everything running there on the campus, all the fiscal facilities. Great, great people, and they're pictured with a little boy there who they just adopted not long ago, and they already have grown kids. So that's the kind of people we have there at Cherokee Home who just love kids and have a heart for the work of Cherokee Home. Going back to what kids need and what they want, look at this note. Things that I want in my family, the kid wrote. I want food and water. Don't hit on me. A house with running water and lights. 
I want love. I want a mom and dad that don't fight. I want no drugs. Don't kill my pets. Help with school. Nice, clean clothes. No lice. No bugs in the house. A clean house. A clean bed with covers. Don't sell my toys. Treated fair. Don't get drunk. TV in the house. Let me keep my games. School stuff. Nice shoes. My own comb. Soap. A nice house and safe. And air conditioner and heater. A coat. I'm sorry, that's air conditioner, I think, there. And coat, yes it is. And toothbrush. These are things that all of us take for granted, obviously. But can you imagine what might have happened in that child's home based on what she wrote there in that note? So, you, so through your support, you are meeting most of these needs, as we mentioned, the basic needs. You're changing lives by providing these things like food, the social needs of these kids, and, of course, sharing of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You saw the pictures of the baptisms, part of the fruit of, of your effort in working with us. I want to share some other pictures with you that share, uh, that show or illustrate to you other ways in which these kids are developing, other success stories, we might say, uh, from Cherokee Home. These kids were all honored at the local honors banquet at San Saba at the um, uh, Rotary Club. Uh, all of them except the one up in the top left corner our home kids. Uh, Clayton there in the top left corner is the son of our executive director who also of course uh, excelled. But you can see with the environment Cherokee home and the conditions that we have there many of these kids are able to do very well. We have two that really excelled this year in the UIL competition and went all the way to state and won fifth place in the state competition Colton and Krista. Not only that, they were nominated and received the award of Outstanding Foster Youth in 2018 for Region 7. And I always get confused of the name of this uh, organization, the Central Texas Council of Child Protection Boards Incorporated. That's a mouthful, so I wanted to get it right when I stated it. So this organization basically monitors um, foster kids and uh, so they get nominations every year from all of the counties in the state and Region 7 is a large area and so these kids um, really accomplished a lot by being um, nominated and awarded this special award. Picture of our graduation there at Cherokee again Colton and Krista our two seniors this year Colton is going on to attend the University of North Texas up there in Denton, and Krista will be attending Harding University. 
And uh, she was a high school salutatorian there at Cherokee. So we're real proud and happy for these kids and what they have done. Another success story would be Robert Baugh. Uh, Robert is our spiritual life minister, as I mentioned to you earlier. And he will gladly tell you his story because it means so much to him. And uh, it is what has brought him back, really, to Cherokee Home to be the spiritual life minister. He spent years as a child at Cherokee Home when he was very, very young. And then he was adopted out by a Christian family there in Temple, Texas. And because of his background at the home, he was drawn to working with young people and became a youth minister and served a number of years as a youth minister before being hired about 10, 11 years ago at Cherokee Home. And so uh, he'll tell you that you know Cherokee had a great impact on his life, and now he's returning uh, the service to Cherokee Home and is deeply passionate about the work there. So you are supporting Cherokee Home and, and as a congregation, but individually, you might be asking, what else can you do as an individual? And there are a number of things. Pray, of course, for the house parents and their families, the staff and their families, and the children. If you have things that uh, uh, you don't need anymore or things that uh, you feel like we could use that you would like to donate, consider that. We can take them. We can sell them. Uh, we can put them in our auction that we have every September, and those can help us out. You can come to our auction in September and bring the items at that time or call us, and uh, if you need us to come and pick those items up, we can arrange to have that done. You can consider Cherokee Home in your estate planning, uh, in your will. Um, a lot of people, of course, have done that. And if you need to talk to someone about that, um, we can talk to you more about it. But we would recommend, of course, that you go first and talk with your attorney and your CPA and things like that uh, before you uh, talk to us about it. Remember or honor someone with a gift. Uh, someone who's passed on, someone who's living, that you feel deserves to have their name mentioned. We can, we can do that. Be, on, be one of the advocates for Cherokee Home, for, uh, uh, to the congregations that you know and, and to your friends. That's very important that you get the word out that we have this ministry to Cherokee Home, especially to those uh, for those kids you know that might need our help. Come and tour the campus on Cherokee Day, as I mentioned, the first Saturday in May. Uh, do service projects with the sojourners or come and just volunteer your time personally. Uh, we can uh, even provide a place for you to stay a few days if you would like. You come down and, and help us out with things. You can sponsor a child. Uh, you can host a cottage for an outing, or you can host uh, a group of kids right here on a Sunday morning. We have congregations that sometimes invite the kids to come, and the, the young men will do the worship services and then spend time with the congregation uh, in the afternoon. You can send birthday cards to the kids, buy Christmas presents. There are so many little things that you can do for the kids. You can come and hang out. 
with a cottage or join us uh, for a campus event or Sunday or Wednesday night Bible studies. If you're looking for a new career with a mission, house parenting is a great one to consider. Again, a very challenging one, as you've heard and probably well known, but very much needed. You know of families or, or situations that need attention, you can recommend them to us. Um, recommend us to them, rather. And uh, maybe we can help in some way. Kids that are uh, in abused situations, neglected situations, uh, situations that you know just aren't good, aren't healthy, um, you can recommend us for those. You can donate your change. This is a new thing for those of you who like to use your smartphones. Uh, we have an app called the Roundup app. And it's kind of the modern version of donating your, your change and putting it in a can. Well, this is where you uh, just load an app in your phone and connect it to your credit card. And every time you make a purchase with that card, the app will round up the amount to the nearest dollar. And then the difference between the original price and the rounded up price will go to Cherokee Home or whatever charity you, you prefer. And so if you want information about that, we have uh, some information that we can give you there at the door as we go out. But it's an easy way to give on a consistent basis. It's not a painful way to give, and it's not uh, difficult to, to set up on your smartphone or even on your laptop computer. You can stay in touch with us through Cherokee, uh, through chcforkids.org or through our Facebook page at uh, Cherokee Home for Children. So, we've said a lot. You again want to say thank you. Uh, how can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy that we have in the presence of our God because of you, as Paul wrote to the church in Thessalonica. We really, really appreciate you all and what you have done and are doing with us for being a part of our team. We'll be happy to answer questions. If you have any, as we are, uh, after we're dismissed, there at the back. But for now, I again want to just mention to you that all of us are children who are fortunate to have a loving Heavenly Father. This morning, uh, where we worshipped in a little town called Petrolia, I talked about adoption and how that God has adopted all of us as His children. And that in doing so, you know, He, he didn't look at how handsome or how uh, ugly or how healthy or unhealthy we were as kids or how full of sin sickness we are. He just looked down upon us in His tender mercy and saw children that needed a loving Heavenly Father. And you and I are all very, very fortunate that we have a Father that loves us so much that He would choose us not just to be subjects. You know, when you talk about God as a Lord, God as Master and subjects, that's one thing. But for God 
as God to call us his children says a lot. He has chosen us to be in a very, very special uh, relationship with him. So tonight, I ask the question, have you been chosen by God? He is offering you that chance to be his child. He wants you to be his child. And you can make the decision to accept his offer this evening while we stand and sing a song of invitation.